Welcome back to the Deep AIX podcast. This is podcast number eight. Uh, I'm here with Andres. I'm Ashley. Today, we're talking about mindset, the importance of attempting the almost impossible. So, uh, why don't you tell me about it, Andres? Why is that important? Yeah. So, the podcast, by the way, we take turns in terms of topics. So, last week was Ashley's topic. This week is my topic. So, next week is Ashley's topic. I mean, just so the people know how we come up with the topics. But uh, the, the importance of the, the almost impossible, I mean, it's exactly what it is, right? It's not like doing the impossible, it's doing the almost impossible. It's like attempting something that has a non-zero probability, like yep. strictly greater than zero, because I think otherwise, you know, it's very easy to drift off into wishful thinking. A lot of the things that sound really hard to do or impossible are actually impossible to do. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. So, so like, if you do uh, the almost impossible, then you're pushing the envelope to the max. And it's also, there's a lot of reasons. A, like, you know, you want to do the almost impossible because clearly, like, if you do something that's almost impossible, then, um, you know, you're pushing humanity the furthest into the, you're creating the most value. I mean, you could also say the almost impossible could be a negative thing. Like, let me try to kill all Jews like Hitler tried, right? It's <laughs> whatever. That's what he did, right? Like, that's what he tried, right? It's, it's almost impossible um, and it's bad. But you can also say like, let's fly to the moon in one decade, right? That was also almost impossible, but like the Apollo mission, like that JFK like invoked, he did something that people said is crazy. Like, you know, and a, and a decade later they were on the moon. And he said that we don't do these things because they're easy, but we do them because they're hard. And I think in business it matters because a lot of a, there's little competition in the things that sound impossible and B, like, if you think incrementally, I think it's important because your mind tries to solve what it's given. Yeah, the reticular, I mean? the reticular activation system, or whatever they call it, in front of the brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, if I tell you, like, actually, next month, I want you to make deal source and make 50% more profit, you like think of ideas like, oh, I need, you know, send out some emails and need to get Samuel to do another video and, you know, maybe go uh, whatever on some podcast and talk about it. And then you'll get like more, 50% more. But if I told you, actually, I need you to next month make us, you know, 5 million in revenue. You, you won't even think about, like, I need Samuel to make a video. You, your brain will go, like, that's the power, right, of our brain. It will go, like, and creatively summon the spirits to, like, how can I possibly make that happen? Like, you come up with a completely different solution. And the example, the other example I had is, like, if I was trapped on an island and between me and the mainland there was, like, a river and in that river there were, like, sharks and piranhas. And I had to jump over that river to get to that main island. If that river is one meter wide, then or three meters wide, then I just train on the island until I know I can jump four or five meters. I just jump over it, right? 
But if that river is 100 meters wide, I cannot jump over it. No human can jump 100 meters. So I have to, like, my brain will go to a different solution. Like, okay, there's a hill and, you know, there's maybe an old airplane that crashed and I can, like, strap the wings to my back and then fly, like, Icarus over the river. Or, like, I can build a raft and, like, you know, you come up with a completely different solution. And I think that's why you need to push it as far as you can, almost impossible. And then even if you feel like, well, yeah, if you feel like, no, but that's fucking crazy. Like, you can't, like, you can't, like, do that. But if you think, like, is it actually first principles possible? Then your brain will come up with the solutions to it. And then you just need to execute on it. And I think that's why I think that topic is so important. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't so, agree. I couldn't agree more. I think it's like natural, uh, natural tendency to do things incrementally because that's more comfortable. Um, what's really uncomfortable is to completely come up with a new concept or idea that's, yeah, that challenges everything you know and makes you feel like you know nothing, makes you feel dumb again. Um, what was the what was the quote that uh, Vinod Koshla had that was really good? It was it was something to do with if it's if it's ninety percent probability of failure, then it's a 10% chance of changing the world, which, yeah. which sounds trite and like cheesy, but it's really true, right? Um, yeah. That's something greater than a 0% probability. That's a 10% probability. That's pretty good yeah. based on something that literally changes the world or maybe like yeah, completely rethinks yeah. energy or rethinks transportation or education or something massive, you know? True, it's true, yeah. That's for sure true. I, I mean, also, like, it doesn't only matter for startups because it also happens most of the time with uh, actually established companies. They, like, build one thing and that works really well and then that's their cash cow and they milk it and they really want to stifle competition and innovation. And, like, everybody is, like, you know, a typical, uh, you know, kind of, like, guy that, you know, farts into his office chair and pushes papers from left to right. And nobody innovates and then you know they just milk the cash cow and you know they suppress the innovation and then you know eventually somebody else comes along and you know then you have like the innovators dilemma which is a very good book by the way um and 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 you know that new company is so much more innovative that even the giant incumbent can't catch up and then they do the thing which we call like the better house kind of bet right then they say, okay, let's completely abandon mainframes and like do this really, you know, out there new technology like clouds and like computers, you know, that you can like access via the internet. And, and then they have to bet the house. And if that bet goes wrong, then they're fucked. And if they had just simply taken like, you know, really substantial risks with like you know a bunch of their resources that would hurt if that didn't work out but it wouldn't be, be betting the house right so it's like you want to innovate and take substantial risks continuously and not like wait until it's too late and then bet the house and that's like i think that's kind of like what i have from pub bride this 10 10 approach like you want to take 10 10 bets that constitute each 10 percent of your assets Right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to take a thousand bets that are each like, you know, 0.1%. 
you want to take like 10 substantial bets, but you don't want to take one bet that's 100%. So like you want to like, and for that you need kind of like really big ideas that are very unlikely to work out. And then you, yeah, you, you fail very often, but that one, like that one winner, like that AWS or that Kindle or that, you know, Tesla Model S, that, that one winner makes up for all of the losers. And by X, X, it's, that's, I think, what most people don't take these kind of risks, I think. Or don't uh, even under, <clears throat> or they don't even understand they're going on. I think, I think, I think yeah. the ones you mentioned yeah. are the best. I think Jeff Bezos is probably the best example, and he's talked about it. But you know, they think in um, I can't remember how many quarters. I think he said twenty to thirty quarters ahead, which means twenty to thirty financial quarters ahead. So that's like seven uh, years. I think he said seven, se- seven yeah, years. Yeah, so that's like seven years. So he's he's calculating cash flow from an idea for seven years ahead. Tell me yep. who's thinking like that. Um, so I probably can only count them on your hand. Um, and yep. also doing it after 25 years. I would argue that yep. things like Google and Facebook, they're not, they're not doing those kinds of decisions. They're not making those kinds of decisions because they just have an extremely profitable machine that will just naturally compound at 15% a year. And he's going out there and like doing 20 to 30% a year continually for 25 years i mean that's better than buffett that's better than everyone so yeah yeah 100 percent um well I, I think for the for the smaller person i think that it's also a, le- a lot less risky i think the small person the everyday person that is like in the office job that they hate because 90 or 80 percent hate their office job just be honest about it <laughs> that you do actually hate it is number one it's like an alcoholic first you have to realize that you're an alcoholic yeah <laughs> like but i think most of those people they don't understand that like um that they're that they're taking a very bad bet like they're taking a bet that has a capped upside very very capped upside and the downside is very big because you're wasting your life doing something you hate and it's asymmetric on the downside. And if you just, you don't even have to have put in resources. If you just take your time, like, you know, after you wasted 40 hours working for your boss and, you know, supporting, you know, you have to support your family. It's not waste, but you're wasting some of your hours. And then the rest of the hours, you create something that, you know, if it works, it's great because you can leave your job. And if it doesn't, you haven't risked anything because all you've done is like put some time into it. So it's a very asymmetric bet on the upside, I think, because you're wasting nothing, you're learning something, you're building something, whether it's e-commerce or I don't care what it is, or you're learning software, you're learning different things and you're trying it out. And and if it works, then it has a massive upside, right? And I think people are just not aware that these things are going on. That's what I think. Just yeah, sitting there. I think that I think they're completely oblivious. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it. Even when I was working on a startup, I was oblivious of these things. So I think I think most people are oblivious of it. I agree. And I, it applies exactly as you said, like on a small scale of just getting out of what they're doing. But then it also applies to people that are then running a business. And then they become conservative because they, they've, they're spending more time on uh, not losing than to succeed, uh, which all their yeah. time should be spent on on 
those kind of bigger uh, bigger goals. Um, so, like, how does this apply um, to us? How does this apply? What, what you're talking about? Can you tell me more about why this applies to us and how we're doing it? How we're applying this mindset? Um, well, I think we. I mean, I mean, we could just put a lot of effort into deal sourcer. And like probably a lot of people think that we do, but we really don't. Like, yeah, we did some innovation. Now we did the the, the virtual assistant, which we think works well. Then we did the YouTube style comments, which probably are not going to work. So like, we, but but in general, we don't put a lot of time into deal sourcer anymore. Um, so we started, you know. Uh, we started the colorizer and the sharpener, all of these tools, and then we started um, working again back on the marketplace. And we've started to work on a new project, which I don't really want to talk about in detail, but it's an a really really big idea. And as we say on the on the website, we wanted to find our moonshot, and you know, and and a moonshot is something that really has the potential, like Kostler says, to change the world a low probability of working out but if it does work out then it's going to be big and and that's what you started working on just a couple of days ago and you know it came from the same idea because we were like thinking uh, how can or maybe i because you were working but like how can we do something you know in uh, in like conversions and you know churn and all of that and and the idea i had okay we can apply ai to it but then other people are doing it and then I came across this like thing that you need to like not think about like how to get the conversions better by like ten percent. You need to get something done that gets the conversions better by like get close to a hundred percent or something. How to like get really like extremely crazy conversions and low churn and something that's so out there that it just doesn't even exist. And then we came to the idea that we're working on now, right? which is not something we're going to talk about because we first want to try it out and see whether it works. But I think I almost made the mistake of going down the incremental path. Yes. And you know, you know, and that's, that's removed from somebody who is in a job because they're like, yeah, but you're still doing something crazy, but yeah, but you could still be doing like, you know, another incremental AI, another incremental. And I think it's risky because Again, I'd be wasting Ashley's and my time for the next six months working on this thing that's five percent better. I, yeah, when or, or, or potentially to, years, yeah. or potentially years, you know. Yes. If it, if yes. It, especially if it, especially if it grows. You imagine if it grows to like a good business, meaning like hundreds of thousands a month in profit, and you're like, oh, this is great, this is amazing. But then maybe that's all you ever do in your career, and you could have done right. something a thousand X better for the world, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think, and I think like, I think that, you know, you can say, yeah, but you start small and you, you da, 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 da. That I think it's better to think really, really big, like to think of the grandest possible vision and then build the first MVP that's close to that vision rather than saying, let me just start with something incremental and then step it up. It's like, it's, I had this mistake actually in my, I made this mistake in before I said, we just start with something small and then build it up. 
No, you want to start with something that's grand as a vision and then go to the smallest currently implementable thing. And, and your trajectory just goes from here to here. And, it's, and, and that momentum carries forward. If you start with this tra trajectory, you're going to go this way. If you start here, you're going to go, I mean, it's exponential, whatever, but, doesn't, but I think that was, and I mean, you can attest to it. My first idea was cool, but the second one is like insane. No, it's, it's uh, I, I, yeah, I don't have words for how insane it is. And the amount of things that we'll be able to use it for around the world will just be, if, if we achieve what the vision is, then, uh, I mean, any question about money or anything else like becomes completely irrelevant. It becomes more like how many people will not be affected by it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and I, I don't know about you, but like it's probably the first idea that, I mean, I would be kind of jumping out of bed in the morning to be spending time on or seeing like, what did we, what did the researchers achieve yesterday? That's more insane than the day before. Like, let's see what, yeah. you know, six years, six months down the line, you know, we're like looking at outputs of results of what we've achieved. And we're like, we're just sitting there like scratching our heads going, this is, <laughs> this is nuts. Um, yeah, exactly. And the crazy yeah. thing is, we we already have a first working version of it after like one day. So, so like you know, it wasn't actually that hard to do something. You just had to like change your mind. It's like the, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's the best way of saying it. Like. I don't want to close now the podcast, but this was really the main difference. And then like you, I started looking for completely different solutions. I did pass, I mean, and you yeah. saw the results and I saw the results and the results are just like, I actually had to sit down and like, this is fucking unreal. Like if we can really make this into a like world-class product, then it's going to change the world. Like, it literally, it literally like, will change. Not like Google, but to the same degree. That's what I think. I think it will yeah, be to the same. It, will, it won't be search, but it will change the world to the same degree if it works. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, read, I'll, read a, I'll read a quote from what you sent me that doesn't kind of expose what it is. You said, I had to sit down after I saw this. I need to go for a beer now. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That was the text after I had made that thing. Yeah. 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 It was, it was insane because we used it then and I sent it to like, and I, I did, I only used part of the, of what we made and I, and I made something for my girlfriend and had her send it to all her girlfriends in some chat groups. And they were like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And where do you get this from? And so, and it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing. So. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that the models are actually, uh, they can do this stuff already. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's amazing what's anyway, already possible with the current technology. So, yeah. The main point being that if you look at the little thing, you'll do the little thing. It's, it's like the red car analogy. If I tell you, 
go out and which you can do it to yourself go out and see how many red cars you can see you only see red cars right i mean uh, actually a, a good example of this which is more kind of uh maybe mm, maybe more applicable to people uh is uh, samuel put out a video samuel Lee's put out a video a little while back and he was basically setting out his plan for 2020 and he was talking about all the different types of deals he'd done in the past and it was really simple it's like what you just said he said he wanted to yeah. do x amount in size of deals and um and what he realized is that he was doing incremental he was just working on loads of small deals instead he said yeah. actually i'm doing this completely wrong and grant cardone told him this he said um he said like fuck all that other stuff just do two or three massive deals and you'll do more than anything you've ever done in the past you do it in one year and it's just this kind yeah. of it seems obvious when you say it out loud but it's just it's it is exactly what you said it's a mindset difference which i know sounds trite and cheesy but it really is important if you change the way what you said the way you look at things the things you look at will change um i yeah, yeah. I, I i think i think I think mindset is the number one determinant. I think, I from I yeah, hundred percent. I don't think that I, I think a lot of people have amazing skills, but like not a lot of people have amazing mindsets. I think it's the people with amazing mindsets that will really do crazy things. I I think you need the crazy mindset, like not a not crazy, but you need to. Do the things that are nearly impossible. I think, you know, it's, 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 you know, we used to, I mean, actually this guy from Stripe, Collison, whatever his name is, forgot his name, Jason Collison or something. Patrick. Patrick Collison. Yeah. Like he, he talked to, and actually before him already, Peter Thiel, you know, talked about it. Like he always, he always has, the, 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 I think the tagline of his, uh, of his foundation is, we wanted flying cars and instead we got, you know, 142 characters, <laughs> 142 characters, which is a, you know, we wanted flying cars instead we got Twitter, you know? Um, so like, and then he's always talking about like, look, we used to have the Concorde and we used to be able to fly from London to New York in four hours or three and a half. Now we're back to like not having that. And he used to build the empire state building in like whatever, one year or two years. And used to build the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge in like a span of a few years. Now you're building like a metro station and it takes like 10 years. Or in London, the Elizabeth Line, how many times has that been delayed? And, and like we've basically slowed down. And as society, I think the mindset has gone from like, let's fly to the moon to like, let's make a car or let's make a transport system that's 5% better. And it's bad. I think for society, it's bad. And, and if you're working in your job, then you're, you're even, but you just need to realize like you, you're upside down. Like you're taking a bad bet every day because you're taking a shitty paycheck to, you know, please somebody else who has a dream and, you know, your risk is relatively low. Just work on something on the side that you find exciting and then think really, really big and try to do that. That's, I mean, I think it makes you happy. I think it makes you happy. I think it makes a massive difference. And I think you can kind of do the two steps. You can do base camp 
which is maybe your first thing that gets you out and then you can just go you know all the way to the top um exactly yeah that's what i think what you i mean maybe you talk about how we view our projects in that point point of view like base camp and moonshots yeah i mean we have uh you wrote the kind of manifesto right on the deep aix website it's very good uh, everyone listening to this should read it yeah. there's just three steps there's like the non-ai pre-agreed uh deals which basically just mean potential technologies or products um whether that's software or, or what have you where we agree distribution because we want to spend our time building great products not distributing them and then that kind of gets us to some level of base camp which means just a certain amount per month um then there's this bit in the middle which is kind of uh ai but not immune shot so a good example of that is the colorizer which is our product that basically takes old photos and converts them to color and that's commercialized with different partners around the world and then there's the final thing which is the moonshots which is the thing that we're working on at the moment that we're obviously not talking about in detail but is something that both makes us just shake our heads and say that's insane and is inspiring as hell um that's the way we think about it um and you know everyone's number is different but i think if everyone controls their finances uh, as extremely as they you know as much as they possibly can and if you're younger and have less liabilities then your life your costs are basically zero you know potentially you can live at home you know with other people or there's a lot of things you can do if you push yourself you can cut your costs and then um yeah once you hit that base camp then you can work on bigger ideas now there is a there is a for and against for that there's people that say people like Sam Altman would say that people who spend their time doing that um uh then you know should have just worked on the big idea but he's talking more like go and make 10 million or 20 million and then work on a moonshot we're not saying that we're just saying let's just get to um comfortable cash flow per month for both of us uh, and and uh, uh our other halves and then let's go build something completely insane because then we have an unlimited runway most people in startups who raise capital are paying themselves a salary they have nothing in the bank they have nothing to contribute financially they have no stability so they're like locked in we're not locked in we have then complete freedom to work on as many ideas as we want and we know at the end of the day we're covered every month comfortably um so we kind of reduce all the mental stress so then we have all that availability to work on wild ideas so i think that's how we think yeah. about it yeah yeah it's true and also i don't i don't write the manifestos and i don't make up all of the ideas and all of that like it's it's not something that's that's from me only it's comes out of conversations and you know podcasts and reading and bouncing ideas back and forth with ashley and kind of like we take we are taking the advice on from everybody we're taking everybody whether it's sam altman or like patrick collins or collison i didn't know that much about or whether it's warren buffett or doesn't matter right and we know most of the ideas and we synthesize them into what we think is true for us and applies to us because there's also something you know uh to be said to like share all your ideas every like people want to be too cagey about like the new ideas and that's stupid because the only thing that matters is execution while we agree on that we still don't want to talk about something that we haven't properly researched yet 
I'd much rather speak on my project when I have something like an MVP and then put that out and then, you know, not theoretically, everybody can theoretically speak about something, but once we have something, you know, in our hands that we can share, I don't want to tease people. I want to, but I want to have like, look, here's something we can actually look at and not just talk about some theoretical idea. Like I can make yeah, well, an airplane yeah. that flies. 3000 kilometers an hour you know anyway yeah yeah no that's just your value system the same as me i hate I hate people who talk about what they're going to do i prefer people to say here is what i did um yeah. so that's all that is I, I completely agree um otherwise it's all all bullshit otherwise just talk yeah i agree yeah. there's this other guy that we lately came across who i don't i don't remember his name from Hay, from Basecamp, what's his name? Uh, Jason Freed. Fried Freed. Jason Freed. They made an app called Hay, which is really good. It's an innovation actually on, on email. And it's amazing, the app. But I think I read his book, Rework, and it's also amazing. But this guy is, for me, too small. He's thinking too small, whether it's by, by design or by choice or not. But he's thinking too small and I think it shows in his app and his hey app. I think, you know, because he wants to keep it nice and small, but like as an example, I think it's too small. I think it doesn't work 100%. It has beautiful design. You can tell that they're into like architecture and design. It's very slick and clean and Apple-esque or even like maybe better than Apple. But, but I think, I think it's it's like what I'm trying to say is like these ideas that we come up with, they're not my ideas or Ashley's ideas. We're like trying to put together, like we're just stealing the ideas and put them together in a way that they make sense. If you're really honest about it, they're yeah. already out there in the domain, right? The colorizer is out there in the domain. The deal sourcer thing is out there in the domain. The marketplace is out there in the domain. And what we're working on now is also out there in the domain. Yeah, they're ob they're obvious. They're they're all these different solutions. They're just you know productizing them and pulling them together. I mean, everyone, you know, most people think that <clears throat> most people think that Apple invented the iPhone. That if you actually go look at the component parts, there was a few innovations by a few companies around the world that Steve Jobs knew about, and he just contracted those companies and he brought them together, and then he got Foxconn to do the manufacturing with those suppliers. And Apple just basically did the CAD design. I mean, there is a lot more to it than that, but at a high level, they didn't just come up with it all by themselves. It was a mixture of technologies and being able to think and have the vision to pull these things together. So, um, yeah, I would give I us more. I would I would give us more credit than what you're saying, but only a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's mostly it's mostly taking different things that are out there and. Uh, doing the hard work to pull them together but yeah that's we're not we're not we're not, we're not we're not building the models from scratch um yeah <laughs> i'd give us credit for that like that we're putting it together and do the hard work and have the balls to think big and like not just like you know like cling on to samuel now to sell more licenses i mean it's great to have him but that's just like the beginning you know
that's yeah, just that's, like that's the camp. that's the first that's the first product. That's the first like, product. We, we have we have the marketplace. We, wanna, we have all these other things, and they'll be bigger than we, we don't want to. We don't want to think like Sam. I'm not saying Samuel is thinking wrong, but we don't want to limit our thinking to Samuel. We want to think like we want to be Google, of something else, or like Microsoft of something else. Um, that you know, the, the small mind would say, let's just tag on to Samuel and a few other people and just like keep doing those things and clean up and make 50 100k a month and that's it like but it's not really of interest because like yeah no, it's very difficult no. to get to base camp to make a certain amount of money but then once you have that money everything be, like the utility of money is like decreasing exponentially once you make like 20k i don't think i'll ever need more than 20k a month i don't know it doesn't matter like 20k 10k 5k I, money is not really the number one motivation i think yeah it depends what your costs are if your costs are very little um the utility of money is like uh, past a certain point is i mean it's probably 50 to 70k i know they did studies with millions of people and they calculated the number was seventy thousand dollars uh for most yeah. humans it took you don't uh, mean, yeah yeah per year and that was with that was with the tax rates as well and for us it will be even less because we'll be traveling around the world and won't be paying the same taxes as other people so there is a real i mean this is you know even going back to samuel this is like the thing that he pushes to people because it's just like look it's really obvious like get financially free whether it's selling deals or, or doing rent to rents or whatever your strategy is then you can leave your job then you get a chance to think then you can think about the bigger ideas Ultimately, most people will never get there because they never get free and you don't need much to be free. You know, it depends on your situation. And some people have, you know, high costs because they have a massive family and that's different and that's more difficult. And we're lucky because we're I, not at that point. But there is always a way, man. There's always a way. I would also argue that most people are just lazy and fat in terms of their brain. They're just a hundred percent because it's uncomfortable need to have that. They need to lease that car. They need to fly to, you know, Mallorca and they need to like uh, buy these shoes. And I, I think tighten your fucking belt. And, you know, like if you're too lazy, like usually it goes hand in hand, probably they're fat and they don't go to the gym and, you know, yeah. like yeah, they're all, all of connected. that together, like t tighten your belt. Like, no, we don't need these shoes. No, we don't need to go to Gordon Ramsay's three times a year to have like, Christmas and birthday dinner there. You don't need to fly to the US, uh, you know, to go shopping in New York and you don't need to go out every Thursday and, and like no like and if you're younger you don't need to go to the pub two times a week because that's that that's that can be like two hundred pounds a week very easily. <laughs> you know? Or like you know, like I'm saying like I, I doubt that people are really very many are like so strapped in that they can't, you know. And then also, like, how much of your day are you wasting doing stupid things? Yeah, you know, like, I worked in a, in a private equity. Like, I had plenty of time to do other things, but I didn't choose to do other things. So before you complain, like, I think, <laughs> start thinking about, like, uh, what, what, of a, what kind of a nice, cushy life you live and how much time are you wasting, you know? And I think that's, and then, and then the other thing that's really like, I see life as a game 
actually for me life is a game like so for me it's in levels and it's a game and and i want to get good enough to go up levels quickly and it'll never stop because the limit is it's limitless right if you look at life in terms of a game you don't take that money so seriously and you don't take your job so seriously and you're basically having a job is the lowest level having a little base camp business is one step above having like a big moonshot and then maybe failing again you're, you're pushing the boundaries you know i think if, if you look at life as like get, I, I always say this if we were playing gta okay and you, 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 know, you, you, you walk, you walk into that, there's this strip club, okay, in GTA, you walk into that strip club and there's like, you know, the hottest stripper on that side and there's like the old ugly stripper on the other side and there's like a bouncer in between. What are you going to do? You're going to sit down next to the old ugly stripper and have a water? No, you're going to punch the bouncer in the face, take a shot of tequila and then hit on the on the hot stripper and try to get her out of there on your Harley Davidson, right? And if you like approach life a little bit more like that, it's just a more fun. I'm not saying go to the strip club and do these things, but it's more fun and you see it more in levels. Like and what everybody else is doing, they're like going to the old ugly stripper, having a glass of water. It gets boring. Yeah, it's lo- lo- loss aversion and all these other things. No, I completely agree. I think yeah. metaphorically speaking, I think. There's like the point before life when you don't behave that way and there's the rest of your life after it once you behave that way. And I think most people never get into that kind of oh shit feeling where they, you know, do what you just said, you know. Um, It's super important because then after that, you're free. You're free after that. Yeah. If you want to taste it without... If you want to taste stuff for that without any risk, go do some jujitsu. Yeah, I think that feels like that. Yeah, and you feel, see, you feel. don't die, but feels like that. I think. Yeah, you basically do it without any any grave consequences. Although in the moment you feel like you're dying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're doing the things that we're doing, and we're not clinging on to. Like we want to level level up. Like how fast can we level up? <laughs> I think. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my, my internal goal for this year is to make a lot. I want to make a lot, but I don't want to just make it for the purpose of making it. It's more what I have to do to get there. Um, so. Yeah. I, I want to make a lot because I want to, like, drop. I, I want to, like, to, I want to make a lot because I want to um, shift my mind more. Because as soon as you make a lot, you get freer. Yeah. As much as you like it or not, like if you don't make a lot, a lot, you still have, you still can't practice delayed gratification to the same degree because you need to worry about like, you know, but if you stably have two or three products that are making you quite a big amount of money, then, you know, like whatever happens, I have a lot of money in the bank and cash is coming in and I'm stable. And then you are really free to think about like, what is the equivalent to that GTA strip club scenario? What is the moonshot? I agree. Like, yeah, for sure. It's the, I mean, it's the truth. I, I don't, I don't think anybody can argue with us on this. No, no, this is the truth. And this is, this is what everyone fails, everyone fails to do. I think even the people that end up becoming successful, you know, um, it's like the, the Paul Graham thing you sent me. Um, 
I can't remember the phrase, but you know, he just said like, you know, you can build these like recipe app, uh, these small ideas, or you can go for something really big. And uh, yeah, we all do it. We all naturally. But anyway, I think uh, I think that's yeah. great. I think it's really good the stuff we covered and the points you made. Um, I think this is the best one we've done so far. I need to listen back to this just to stop yep. my own stupidity. Um, but that's why we do this podcast because we wanna like <laughs> beat you know, it in. I don't. We wanna be, yeah. Like the more you shout it out, the more you beat it in. Like Charlie Munger always said, right? So if you yeah, and then making it public gives you accountability. So we're kind of like it's kind of difficult to go back to a job after you've said all these things. Yeah. So commit commitment that kind of thing. Um, yeah. What did you What did you do good and bad this week? What did I have Have you thought about it? Um, I didn't do anything bad. I was perfect in every way. <laughs> um, what did I do bad? Um, I got I got like a lot of stuff done. I got this VA stuff done. I got um that's the virtual assistant and deal sourcer. Um, yeah, I, I did I did a lot of good stuff this week. Uh, bad. I I didn't spend enough time working on myself, which I keep making the mistake of. Whether that's like fitness or a reading, um, I need to get more disciplined. I'm too extreme. I think I think I just do everything like a hundred percent and everything else zero, which is not good. Um, yeah, I, I did better than I did last week, but still not good enough. Like this morning I was kicking my ass. I was out there in the sun skipping and I was just dripping with sweat. And the only reason yeah. was just because, just because I didn't work hard enough this week. I just destroyed yeah. myself. So yeah. Uh, discipline, I guess to summarize. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think it's actually not too dissimilar for me it's uh it's i mean i i made the first sort of mvp of this moonshot and it kind of worked and then i kind of beat myself up because the next day i could literally get nothing done and it feels horrible when you work all day and then this morning i get i get up and like just when we when I was going out with my girlfriend yesterday just like just before that, I hit the button the last time to run the code, and it went past this one problem. So I could at least go out and be like, okay, at least that. And then it stopped again short. And then, but I'm like, okay, but like now I'm really close. And then this morning, Ashley, like we were talking, and I said, okay, he said, oh, I'm going to get a coffee. I said, okay, like let me just quickly look actually where it stopped. And it gave me an error and I read the error and I knew like, okay, it's something to do with like, I have one dimension too much. So maybe it's because I'm using whatever, a PNG and not a JPEG. So I used a JPEG and then it worked and it did something. Obviously the model wasn't amazing, but actually the face, the first one that I was, anyway, I don't want to talk about, but first thing I did looked quite good. And so I was like, yeah, you beat yourself up over something really hard. <laughs> and you did it really fast. And that I'm not very good at that. I find it like work on things that are 
difficult and accept that I'm not making progress. I don't know if you're hearing me. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was breaking up, but the audio came through clearly. Um, no, I agree. Okay. I think I think um, I think you uh, I think you do that far too much, uh, and you do it unnecessarily. I, I think it's it's all driven by the right values. You're just like you have stupidly high standards, and you're very like you you want to achieve things quickly, and it all comes from the right place. But then it's just it's corrosive because then it affects how you think and you, you just cannot, you cannot get pissed off about these things. Um, you have to proceed yeah. forward. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I wrote some That's of this true. stuff. I, I wrote some of this stuff in a, um, uh, in a post, um, I shared before and it's, I, I can't remember the phrase I used, but I think I said something like emotional control or emotional stability through pain. And it's just, it is literally, it's like, imagine you're building an engine. It's the same as building software. It's like just tons and tons of just eating shit all day long and then having to go into it with the same level of energy the next day. But you just get, you get some days that are great and then you get some, some other days that are just, just days and days, even weeks of just eating shit. Um, but yeah, it all comes from the right place. Yeah, I'm very good with it in other areas that I don't want to go into, but um, but um, I'm very bad with it when it comes to technology. But I think I just need to realize that eventually I will crack the problem, eventually, and then you you know you go through the ups and downs more smoothly. And I think I can do better on that. I know I can do better. And also what you said, like discipline, like, I mean, I did eat better. I did work out a lot more. I did read very consistently, but sometimes, you know, I don't have the discipline in switching as easily between things, but I don't, I don't think it's, be, I do think it's because the things we're working on are also hard. I mean, it's yes. easier to switch, you know, like let us, make it it's not like oh let me go from washing the dishes to like sweeping the floor it's like let me go from like reinforce reinforcement learning to like you know supervised vision learning it's like hard to switch so i think we should yeah basically what you said cut yourself some slack you're doing hard things yeah <laughs> the hard thing about hard things yeah it's true yeah 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 be 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 kind. Be yeah. uh, always expect high standards from yourself. But also, be kind at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I think actually what you what you don't have is when I talk when you talk. I know how you are. You just wake up and then you just say, Let, "Let's just get this thing done," and I don't care about anything else. But you need to like I think have the to follow your morning routine. Yeah. Like you know, like whatever. For me, it's like get up read then shower in the shower i do a bit of like mental work but not much just a few things i say to myself and then um you know then i start and that's pretty much it and then like at 11 30 i know i'm gonna walk to the park and do pull-ups and then i you know eat something and you need to just force yourself to do that thing like it doesn't cost you anything and it just starts the day calmer i think 
and you don't feel guilty at the end of the day that you didn't do like those mental things like reading you know it's like you did like you read like three four books in like two three weeks and then it dips right yeah exactly yeah it's it's doing things too extremely uh being more reason reasoned about what you're doing um yeah i agree man um I mean, yeah. if you see all the things we talk about, they're all about mental stability, right? At the end of the day, it's nothing to do. It's just fighting with yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's the battle in your own mind, absolutely. And you know, I think we're probably, yeah, we're probably in. We're probably better than most because we spend time thinking about it, which is a massive difference, and we have high standards. But like just yeah natural human tendency it's um uh, yeah yeah Get, getting out of your own we're way not, i guess yeah you know yeah, yeah. exactly you know like, yeah shall we end it on a quote? yeah um i think uh it's i'm getting a lot of uh i'm getting a lot of cut of the audio so i think um if we just uh finish on the quote and uh okay yeah i think this has been the best one we've done so far um okay so this is from goethe which is a german poet he said at the moment of commitment the entire universe conspires in order to assist you oh that's awesome man i like that one yeah all right okay great man see you next time see you later